Welcome, 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 welcome. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Not Rocket Science Podcast, the show where we talk about the interceptional relationship between business, culture, technology, and whatever the hell else. Know what I mean? I keep it loose. I keep it loosey-goosey up in here. But need a general theme to build some structure, some structure, and uh, have a reason to be listened to, because I ain't no damn celebrity. This ain't no damn Joe Rogan Experience, Bill Burr Podcast, Dax Shepard Podcast, Russell Brand, or whoever else. You know what I mean? So, that is why we do what we do, baby. Anyway... Hope you guys had an excellent week, and uh, hopefully better than me. Once again, I have yet another cold, and had some sore throat action. Awesome. Especially great uh, when you're commuting on the New York subway system, and it's starting to get warm outside. It's always the best time to get sick, right? I don't know if you guys can hear it, but uh, yeah. Still a little head coldy. But it's all good in the hood. I got some feedback saying don't talk so much about having allergies or whatever. You sound like Woody Allen and Annie Hall. And uh, I didn't know how to take it because on one hand, true. I don't think people want to hear somebody complaining about being sick for 10 minutes. But on the other hand, didn't like Annie Hall win the Oscar for like best screenplay or something? I mean, that's a great movie, and it's a good character, so I don't know. Is it a bad thing? Let me know either way at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com. Do you like the rambles about my constant battle with health living here in New York City or not? Or you don't give a shit. Either way, it's all good. Anyway, yep, so... Doing this with a cold, but um, overall things have been pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Can't complain. So, what is going on? One thing that's going on is crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience where you have this major nostalgia trip because of something going on in the news or something happens and it just takes you back to a certain place and time. Like an artist or someone that you used to listen to at a certain point in your life a lot has like a resurgence and comes back. Cause that's what happened to me. Um, and it's a really interesting story cause the whole career of this dude is pretty interesting. And I want to kind of talk about it just a little bit today because I think, uh, it's kind of a cool 
lesson. It's a little bit on the extreme side of how to be an artist, but uh, I think it's kind of a cool story, and it is topical. So I don't know if you guys know about Jay Paul. Jay Paul is a singer, producer, uh, musician, artist, collaborator, remixer. He also is a visual artist and makes collaborates and makes some crazy websites. But uh, anyway, he's this dude who might be the most elusive artist in the game in the past 20 years, maybe. Um, a little perspective, a little context. So he was like a bedroom producer back in the day, back on like two, like 10 years ago, 2010, 2011-ish. And he produces this song in his bedroom called BTSU. And uh, he puts it on, I think, MySpace at that point. I don't even think SoundCloud hit yet. This was still when MySpace still had their last little bit of juice like on the podcast I mentioned, like they had their last bit of juice before Facebook totally took over, but they were always synonymous with music and artists before SoundCloud took that space over. And uh, they were on their last legs as a music site, and he put out this song, BTSU, and it blew up. It blew, 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 blew up big time. Um he kind of got notoriety. He, he wasn't like an overnight success on a mainstream level per se, but he, on a, like a like music scene, indie blog sphere level, he was sort of like an overnight success. Uh, the the record label XL, who is probably the biggest independent record label in the world, um, signed him as an artist off of that one song, BTSU, uh, it got used, I think, in a Beyonce song. It got Like a year later, it got sampled in a Beyonce song and in a Drake song. And then he came out with a second song under XL called Jasmine. And that song also blew up. It was in video games. It was like, and they're both really, 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 really good songs. Kind of R&B with kind of like a hip hop beat and but like eighties instrumentation and a lot of uh like ultra reverby harmonic textures going on, tapping into that kind of like Beach Boys pet sounds thing, but in a prince kind of way. Um it's really good, really unique, really out there, random ass sound effects going on in the songs, weird synth textures he side chains his vocals which no one ever does to give it this kind of like pulsing sound just a lot of out of the box ideas that worked really well um so he had two songs on xl and for those who don't know xl that's what adele is on um vampire weekend was on there uh jamie xx uh radiohead was probably the biggest artist maybe should have said that first or second after Adele. Uh, Prodigy. Who else? I'm looking on their roster right now on uh, on the old Wikipedias. Let's see. Who else is on XL? Jill Scott Heron. House of Pain. Beck. Badly Drawn Boy. Basement Jacks. Adams for Peace. Dizzy Rascal. So a lot of big names. I mean, they're a UK label, so a lot of the 
artists are, are UK. Oh, Tyler, the creator was on it too. Um, MIA, Jack White. So a lot of heavy hitters. But anyway, he puts out those two songs and that's about it. Occasionally a bootleg song will leak where it's like really good, but it sounds like a demo and it, it is a demo. It's not mastered or anything. So a couple of those leaked. And then one day he had an album leak, but the album was really sounding rough, like a collection of demos. And it turns out someone like hacked his computer and released all his music on Bandcamp and it wasn't him. And he said, this isn't me, whatever. And that was about it. And he had, he stopped releasing music after that. And there's a story to this. There's a, not a lesson, but there's like a theme to this that, uh, brings it back to what we normally talk about on this show, if you're wondering, but I'm going to tell the whole backstory just to lay down, to lay down some context and kind of help build the perspective of where I'm coming from and what I'm going to be talking about in a minute. Um, but back to the story. So yeah, after his album, half finished album leaked, he went radio silent. He was already going pretty radio silent as is like, there was very few pictures ever with him. There was only one interview ever that got uh, that any journalist ever did with him. One interview, handful of pictures, no social media presence at all, other than he created a Twitter for that one tweet talking about his album leakage, and that was about it. Like the dude is like almost like a myth. He was like that. Remember in Pokemon that like missing no. Pokemon back in the day he was like that or like Mew remember Mew <clears throat> like Mewtwo everyone had no one gave a shit about Mewtwo but Mew was that secret secret coveted one he's like that he was this dude where people on the message boards would start all these rumors at one point after not putting out any music for a couple of years people were saying they saw him like working at a fried chicken joint in London somewhere People were saying how he was, like, working with this person, that person, but, like, nothing really ever materialized. Um, I think a couple years ago, he did a... He, there was a photo that leaked with him and Miguel in the studio and his brother. He has a brother named A.K. Paul who also puts out music, and he does it um, more, obviously, more frequently. But, uh, anyway, for a while, like... On all these major music message boards, he was kind of this this like hero. He was considered to be the next prince, and then he just vanished. And he vanished a long time, for years and years. And every now and then, someone would say they saw him. Every now and then, a photo of him would sort of emerge, and that was it. And then last year, or I think late 2017, early 2018... He and his brother announced they started something called the Paul Institute where they basically work with artists and help build them. It's almost like an incubator for like tech startups, but for musicians. And they actually have a physical place, like a physical incubator space to do it. And they have this weird website that looks almost like a 90s, like the movie Hackers in the 90s. It's like kind of video game, sci-fi, cult-like kind of website. And it's really cool what they're doing thematically. And some of their artists last year came out with some music. Um, but no, So that they seemingly produced, because it was very much their style. But 
nothing official. And then this past weekend, uh, Jay Paul tweeted out for the first time in years that he has new music, launched his website, and came out with two new songs for the first time in seven years. Seven years. Um, new music by him. And it's really good. It's really good. If you want to check it out yourself, it's very much his style, very Prince-like, kind of like 80s R&B, but with a new production twist, um, guitar heavy, wah-wah pedal heavy. But his new songs are called He and Do You Love Her Now. And when these came out, he's so... uh, beloved within the music scene that he trended on Twitter like instantly and everyone was just flipping the hell out like I was shocked and I basically stalked Google on a daily basis stalked message boards on Google and reddits on a daily basis for like two years checking in to see if this guy was releasing anything new and seven years later he does and I wasn't the only one because people were flipping out on Twitter um, yeah, if you want to check the songs out, check them out. Again, they're called He and Do You Love Her Now. You can just see on YouTube, they're right there. Um, but anyway, it got me thinking. It got me thinking about how... <clears throat> and it's something that a lot of these like gurus of like business and marketing, they tend to talk about it. But this whole idea of patience and it's like patience is thing that Gary V for example always talks about because it seems like young people are so impatient to hit it like to me it just seems like there's this uh, wave of 22 year olds 23 year olds that want to start their Facebook ad agency or whatever and start making 10 grand, 20 grand a month or whatever. And they just go, 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 go. And then they just listen to social media gurus, tell them to keep pushing, do this, do that new technique, this new trick, sign up for this email list to learn this new thing and get this free ebook to teach these four secrets of blah, 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 blah. And Gary V saying, you know, patience, patience, patience. You got to be patient. It's a long game, patience. And they're sort of listening to him, but they're also in the back of their head not listening to them because, of, you know, people have this need for instant gratification. And I think the world we live in now, and if you're like hooked into Instagram and Twitter and all this shit 24-7, that need for instant gratification just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And it goes from seeing the content you want to see, seeing the shows you want to see, and also seeing the success you want to see in business. But to me... I don't even know if it's a patience thing because when you track Jay Paul to me, it becomes very apparent that music wasn't the only thing going on in his life. Um, He likes a lot of other things in the few articles and the few sound bites of him that come out. He like, he loves music, but he, it's not the only thing he's doing 24 seven, at least at the time when he was quitting um, at least, I don't know if that's true. That's total hearsay on my part, but it, it seemed that way. And to me, it's like, all right, you can grind and be persistent and be patient. And if you're not super talented, it's probably a healthy thing to do. But if you have talent in something, 
I almost think it's better to be that athlete in high school that plays three different sports. Try a bunch of things and don't invest so much mental energy into one thing where it affects your mood, it affects your self-worth, it affects everything about you. And think of it like you're going to try a whole lot of shit out and then kill it in your 30s. To me, it's all about the 30s. The 20s are overrated and a somewhat awful-ish time, especially your early 20s when you get sucked into all this BS. Like, the early 20s are not fun. They're just not. And uh, it seems like the people in their early 20s are the ones most susceptible to get hooked into this, like, start your marketing agency, bro, type of shit. And to me, if I were to do it again, it wouldn't be like, I'm going to keep pushing at this one thing in my 20s and be patient, and patience will pay off. It's more like, in my 20s, I'm going to try a whole lot of shit out and be pragmatic about the skill set I'm working towards, but also not beat myself up over not killing it in this one thing by this time. Because to me, I'm feeling it right now, to be honest with you. Burnout is a motherfucker, and it is very, 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 very real. Like, I'm feeling it with Instagram right now. I'm taking a long break from Instagram just because... I, it starts to feel like a chore. When shit starts to feel like a chore, I don't think you should be doing it anymore because it's not fun. And Instagram isn't something that you should be doing when it's not fun. There's other things like work or whatever that you got to do when you're not having fun, but you got to do it. Keep the lights on. Instagram ain't one of them. So if you're not having fun and you feel like what you're putting out there isn't really true to yourself, like how I was feeling... um recalibrate you know go back to the drawing board so i took a break i'm going back to the drawing board now and we'll see we'll see if i come up with something that gets me excited or not but like to me it's all about trying a lot of different stuff out seeing what works not picking one thing and beating your head over it every single day but figuring out a combo that works from you and continue to mix it up it's like working out it's like if you do the same exercise routine you're trying to be the best curler. Maybe you might, but you might also get sick of curling dumbbells real quick. So it's true. It's good to kind of exercise patience and uh, not try to sprint, 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 sprint so you burn out. But the other thing to me is also just stop taking this shit so seriously in your 20s. Doesn't matter. This dude, I mean, granted, he, Jay Paul is a supremely talented musician, like the 99th percentile of talent when it comes to music. But at the same time, like, he was able to, in his 20s, he did not kill himself by putting out music. And now he's probably in his early 30s. And it seems like he's like genuinely having fun doing it. I don't think he suffered burnout. I'm sure he ran through some personal stuff that helped lead to him being so elusive and so, uh, I guess, uh, low in output, per se. But it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter because he revisited after a long period of time and maybe his examples excessively long. I'm not saying don't ghost on something for seven years, then return to it. But what I'm saying is, you know, maybe take off seven weeks, maybe take off seven months um, and try other things and just be that person that creates a, self, a sense of well-roundedness, you know, rather than trying to be... Because here's the other thing, too. All of these hustles are temporary. You know what I mean? Everyone's talking about Facebook ad agency. You know, start your own Facebook ad agency. I don't know why. Like, I like to I like to experiment with different digital marketing um, tactics and then also reading, you know ebooks about different marketing techniques so i get targeted by all these like marketers for example and everyone's like are you serious about your income start your facebook ad agency little do they know this company uh ad stage which is it's a paid media software company they have a blog like most of these companies do where <clears throat> they ran this, I think it's like a year-long experiment where they measured the medians of uh, the CPC and the CPMs against the click-through rates on, and for those who don't know, CPC means cost per click, CPM means cost per thousand um, impressions when an ad is shown somewhere. Uh, so they were, they were basically using a billion of impressions across like pretty much all their clients on Facebook and measured the median, um, of the CPC and CPM compared to the click-through rates on the audience network, the Facebook newsfeed and on Facebook messenger. And this was, they ran this all throughout 2018 and at the end of 2018, what they concluded was, this is for each one, um, on the audience network, ad space, the median cost per click was $0.42, cents, which was $0.16 cents more than 2017 year over year. The median CPM was $6.32, um, so for cost for every 1,000 impressions. Um, that's the all-time high. And two dollars and fifty-two cents more than two thousand seventeen, but the median click-through rate was one point forty percent, which was flat year over year from twenty seventeen. So what that means is on the audience network, everything became more expensive to buy ad space, and the click-through rate, which you could equate as the first step to even reaching any kind of ROI was flat so therefore you're not going to get roi if the if the click-through rate's flat on the news feed medium cpc was 57 cents nine cents more year over year cpm was down actually the cost per thousand was eight dollars 35 cents which was 34.8 percent down year over year um, but the median click-through rate was 1.46%, which was down 0.90% year-over-year from 2.36%. So the cost per click was higher, 
the median CPM was lower and the click-through rate was lower on the news feed. And then on Facebook Messenger, cost per click was down 30% year over year at 61 cents. Uh, the CPM was $3.97, which was down $4.53 year over year from 2017. And the median click-through rate was 0.67%, which was down 32.3% year over year. So basically, all these agency bros are talking about you know creating these six-figure, seven-figure businesses running Facebook ad agencies, but... Facebook ads as a as a, uh, a lucrative practice industry wide, it's going down now. That doesn't mean there's still opportunity. If you really know what you're doing and you're at the 99th percent of Facebook ad marketers, sure, you still have um, some opportunity there. But the fact is, is that the walls are closing in on Facebook being a super lucrative play. And this agency thing just stems from the hysteria of the Gary V's and the Ty Lopez's and all these dudes becoming super famous. And that industry is becoming super oversaturated to the point where Gary V himself, you know, talks about how he moves away from it and looks more like Twitter and particularly LinkedIn. He's really big on LinkedIn right now. And uh, that's what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket. So what I'm saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Be well-rounded in your approach. And also don't take this shit too seriously and beat your head against the wall. Because, you know, maybe he's the LeBron James type of music from a talent standpoint. But still, you know, Jay Paul took off seven years return and still trends on Twitter like a motherfucker. Not saying you're going to trend on Twitter. Not saying that. What I'm saying is seven years in the long run ain't really shit. It's a lot of time. You can get a lot done in seven years. But if it takes you seven years to figure out your path, it's all good. And if you don't figure that shit out till you're like 33 or 34 even, as long as you've already kind of built something for yourself, you know, where you could pay your own bills and you know you you figured something out to a certain extent it's all good and you could go all in with the entrepreneurship game or whatever you want to do when you're 34 and there's nothing wrong with that it happens all the time it happens with people when they're 44 sometimes um so the point is is yes exercising patience is good um but also i think it's good to just not take this shit too seriously and take a long time building skills and figuring out what really gets you excited. Because some people find it early. Some people it might be basketball, and then they have, you know, they're in the top 99th percentile of talent in basketball, and that gets them, you know, college scholarship, and then they kill it in college, and then it gets them drafted to the NBA. But that, when they figure that out, it tends to happen way earlier than most normal people without extremely gifted athletic abilities figure it out. And we figure it out later in life. And that's fine. It's just be pragmatic. Always think about what gets you going and first what doesn't. And uh, figure it out. Figure out that, that 
combination of skills, that hybrid of skills that shape you because it might not be what you think it is at first. You know what I mean? Instagram burns me out. So I'm looking at other stuff now. And I'll probably go back to Instagram, but definitely not going to be taking it as seriously anymore. And I'm going to have more fun with it and be a little more ridiculous and all over the place. And I'm going to go after these agency bros hard with the memes. Because if I'm going back in on Instagram, my issue is I it wasn't fun for me because I wasn't being humorous enough. I was doing all this like business news shit that I didn't really it wasn't the thing that long term excited me and it didn't really feel like I was being true to myself because I'm a little bit of a sarcastic asshole that likes to throw a little shade here and there and I was no longer doing that um so because you want to provide value and providing value means providing information but nah, none of that shit there's so many sub niche Instagram accounts that just throw shade in a funny way and that's what I'm going to be doing and I don't care whether I hit my post today or not you know what I mean and I'm going to return and that's just a small example but it's like an example of if you're doing something and it just doesn't feel right stop stop doing it take a damn break figure it out figure out what about it doesn't really feel like you being you and then fix it and when you jump back in Don't take it as seriously. Don't be so worried about, in the case of Instagram, whether the algorithm's going to favor it or not. And just do it in a way that long-term will keep you interested. Because now when I look at Jay Paul's shit, he seems interested. He's making these websites with this really crazy front-end web developer. They're super out there and wacky. He's made like two in two years. Um, he's releasing music, he's he's collaborating with his own artists now, and I think he's like figured out a way to do music that is fun for him without all this pressure of being the industry darling or whatever. And I think, even though he's not saying it explicitly on Twitter or anything like that, I think he's kind of exercising more of like an I don't give a shit attitude towards how he releases music, when he releases music, etc., And again, this is me just picking apart what I've seen, but I remember in the one interview he had, he talked about how when he released BTSU, the only reason he released it was it was the first song he ever made where he actually like really liked the way it sound and it would like met his like level of perfectionism. And I used to be a perfectionist with music stuff too, and it beat me up. I never released anything. I never really did anything with it um, because it just never sounded like how I wanted it to. And that is stupid. That is stupid. And I think it held me back. I think it held him back. Um, And I think he's kind of over that hump now. And it's good to see. It's good to see him back killing it in his early 30s. And I think since he seems to be either producing or releasing his own music on a somewhat consistent basis now that he's like relatively happy with what he's doing and he figured it out and that's what it's about just figuring out what works for you so that is it not much else to talk about this week for me other than i don't know if you watched it but anthony joshua getting beat up Whew. has nothing to do with this show but i'm just saying i was watching that boxing match last night and 
Sheesh, that was one crazy upset. Anyway, that is all I got this week for you guys. Um, I'm going to be in Vegas next week, so I'm going to try to do a show either this Friday or Saturday, and I might release it, or I might wait and release it Tuesday. depends how good or how much I trust Anchor's uh, scheduled release feature because it's burned me a couple times. Um, So that's that. But I'll still have an episode as usual next Tuesday. And if you want to leave a review, please do on the Apple or Google Play Podcast store. And if you want to hit us up, hit us up at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com or at NRS underscore show on Twitter or Insta. Even though I haven't been cranking out content as much on Insta lately, I still check in. So I would check in and see any messages you have for us. That is it. Love you guys. Take it easy.